All right. We already on? Okay, thank you. So again, top of page 138. The past couple of times, we have spent a lot of time talking about the first line of Shema, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. This next section talks about the second line of Shema, Baruch Shem Kavod, Machuso Olam Vo'ed, which we have yet to explain in depth. So letter Zion on the very top of 138. Oh, to get in the Chodesh to everybody, get in the Chodesh, Shofelech and Adar. V'amnam l'tikun ha-godol hazeh, yishaver tikun acher. For this great tikkun of Shema, or to this great tikkun of Shema, there is joined another great tikkun. And a tikkun here means something which is for the betterment of reality of the world that Hashem created, setting it more toward the time of the revelation of His oneness. Every tikkun has that context to it. And this tikkun is included in the praise that we say right after Shema, Dahainu, which is Boruch Shem Kavod Malchus Right, So literally, blessed is the name of the honor of his kingdom forever. Vizet, Kihine Kavarbi Arnu, we have already explained. Sheklal kol hashpa'osav yisborach, veheorosav, that all of Hashem's hashpa'os, the, the things that He emanates into this world, and the light that He sends into this world, heim inyanim nimshachim bimesibos shonos, they are brought down into this world by many types of workings and inner workings and cause and effect, all types of things that bring about these hashpa'os. V'kulam nishrashim benitlim b'yichudo yisborach u'shalemuso ha'amiti. But all of these hashpa'os that Hashem sends into the world for the sake of letting His oneness be more known, they're all rooted in, that's nishrashim, they're rooted, benitlim, they're dependent upon Yehudo, his Yehud, his oneness, and his true perfection. And little by little, he sends more of that into the world each and every day, each and every tikkun, so the world can achieve its goal. Vehine, hanivroi misnahagim bilgugulim shonim. The world is conducted with many different events and goings on. According to all of these hashpa'os, these emanations that come into the world. In other words, there are numerous, numerous, millions, millions kinds of hashpa'os that come into the world that are all based on life's situations. But the end of it is, the goal, the objective is sheyagiyu that everything will reach its ultimate and final goal of Shlemus per- completion in the world. That's where everything is headed, as we've learned before. Because Hashem decreed in His lofty wisdom, 
Velo yagia hahishtalim labruim. That this state of shlemus would not be brought into the world and would not arrive in the world. Ella al yidei kol hamesibos ha'ele va'achar kol gilgulehem. Except following all of these events that occur in the world, all of the cause and effect relationship in the world. So that means this, that every single one of those hashpa'os, that emanation of light and oneness that God sends into the world, each one has its proper place and its proper time, and the only way it's going to come into this world is in that correct context. So each and every day of our lives and the things that we do in Avodah Hashem, they bring down different hashpa'os into the world. There's nothing that we do that doesn't bring down a hashpa'a. Do something small, you know, a small kindness for somebody, that brings a hashpa'a. Do a large kindness for somebody, that brings a hashpa'a. Do a mitzvah in the privacy of your home, like lighting your candles, that brings down a hashpa'a. You do a mitzvah in public with lots of people, that brings down a hashpah. Everything comes down according to what we do. As he said before, the maisa hatachtonim, that which human beings do. So we, we play a very important role in, in drawing this shlemus down into our world. Vihines, bihiyos ha'pa'ula v'hashlita la'yichud, nitla ha'kolbo. Being that, all function and all rule, control, belongs to Hashem's oneness. Everything is dependent upon that. The nodaos kol hashpaos. And when that occurs, all the hashpaos will be known and will be well known in the world. Meaning, each thing that we do that brings down a little more yichud into the world, when that's all accomplished, the big picture, when the whole thing is done, then we'll see how all of these hashpa'os come into the world to make it the place Hashem wants it to be. She'enun ella anfei hayichud, because they are all extensions of Hashem's oneness, every single one. Vahaderech lahagiyah habrui love, and they all contain the path on which people reach God. So each time, again, we do something that's another extension, an anuf, a branch of God's oneness in the world, and it's a furtherance of the pathway that we're on toward bringing that ultimate time. Vehine, bihiyos hakavona v'pasuk rishon. I was going to connect this to the first pasuk in Shema, and then to Borashem. Being that, the kavana, our thought process, our intention in the first pasuk was litlos hakol biyichud kamosha zacharnu to make sure to enable everything to be connected to Hashem's oneness because we learned that's one of the things that happens when we say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad that there's like a miniature revelation of Hashem's oneness a me'ain the time of Mashiach, something like that in a small way. So in that moment of Shema, everything is connected to Hashem's Yichud because we're proclaiming it. 
nimsa'u kol ha-hashpa'os nitlos bazeh. So all of the hashpa'os get connected to that revelation. Vahakol shav el inyan hashlemus ha-amiti shazaharnu. And everything returns to this ultimate shlemus that we mentioned. So in Shema, when we say that line, and everything is connected to Yichud Hashem, and he literally means that. There's something that occurs in the universe. When we say that Pasuk, that binds everything to Hashem's unity. We can't see it, as we'll talk about in a minute, but that's what occurs, and that's Hashem Echad. So now we've accomplished that in saying the Shema. Second paragraph, Vehine. Hanolad there is a consequence, a nolad, of this very great impact in the world. And we touched on this in the previous parak. So what happens? Shayashre Shemo Alehim. Number one, Hashem brings his name to rest upon us, that he's known by us. And his holiness is greatly attached to us. The Yishlod Bam, and it has rule and control. The Yamshichem Acharav Tamid, and it draws us after him. That this revelation of Hashem's presence in Shema, it has an influence on us. It helps us to be drawn after Hashem. The Yimatsu Kula Nitlim Bo Umishtalmim Bishlemuso, and we're all connected to Hashem Shlemus at that time. And this is the state, the Kriyashma state, that will reach in a large and a complete way at the end of history when Mashiach comes. And that's why I keep referring to this time of Kriyashma as a little miniature Mashiach, because there's something about it which contains that which will be here in full in the end of days. That's what he means, besof kol ha-gilgulim, at the end of all of the events. Vehine bihiyosam kach, when that does occur, nimsoach hafso yisporach na'aseh, Hashem's will is achieved, uchvodo misgadel, and then his honor, his kavod, is enhanced. Now that, we want to zero in on that word, kavodo misgadel, because we have that Baruch Shem Kavod Malchuso. Blessed is the name of his honor, the honor of his Malchus. So now he's starting to lead into that. When this occurs, that this ultimate revelation of Hashem comes down, Kavodo Misgadel. That's very glorious, Kaviyachal for Hashem. His plan in the universe is happening, it's reaching its fulfillment. That's a great Kavod for Hashem. And this is the most important crown, that he is crowned by his creations, and so to speak, he's becoming enhanced by us. Now we've already learned that we don't do anything to truly enhance Hashem, he's already perfect, but it means within the context of creation and what he wants to achieve, it's happening now. And I was talking about the time of Mashiach. And that's a full and complete revelation. That's the honor of Hashem. V'amnam, however, atah, 
Ein hadover hazemish talem ela beruchnin. Now, in our world, whenever we say Kriyashma and this miniature Gilui Hayichud happens, it's only revealed in full upstairs in Shemaim, Baruchni. They get it, they see it, they grasp it. In the, in the spiritual world, they see this. Kihineheim Tahori Mukadoshin. They're Tahor, they're pure, they're Kadosh, they're holy. There's no barriers there. Shora Alehem, God's name rests upon them. Umiskasherban, he's Kashrus Gadol, and he is tightly bound to the higher Olamos, the Malachim, the Kochos. and they truly follow Hashem. That's all they do. at all times. Bohem, and up there his kavod is great and expanded because it's all happening. Everybody follows Hashem's will in Shemaim, in the Ruchniyastika world. So the Kavod Malchus up there is revealed. However, we're in a different place. Ah, betachtonim ein hadover nishlam. Down here in the lower world, this does not reach a completed state. Because we are not yet complete and whole. And there are lots of barriers down here to this revelation. And evil is mixed in to this world. It's present. We have not yet been cleansed of the Ra which is here. So we're not able to see this. We live in a, in a world where there is Ra, there's Hosha, barriers. This Gilui Hayichu, which in Shemaim is so clear, in our world, it's not clear. And so to speak, Hashem's Kavod is therefore not expanded and enhanced in our world as ultimately it will be. So we say that Pasuk of Shema, and we say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinah, Hashem Echad, all of those great things are occurring about Gilui HaYichud. They're all happening. In Shemayim, it's clear. In our world, it's not clear. But we believe it's happening. So what about Malachim, angels? In that they are in a state of Tikkun, and every time we say Shema, up there in Shemayim, they love it. And they're probably applauding when we say Shema up there, because it's great for them. They have Gilui Hayichu, they're drawn after Hashem. So they can say this praise. They can say that up there because they see it and they experience it. So we're seeing here that the idea of Baruch Shem, blessed is the name of the honor of Hashem's kingdom forever, that what that really means is that you can see it. Shame. It's, it has a name. You, you can name it. You can call it for what it is. And what is it? It's kavod malchus. God's honor is revealed and enhanced because it's all according to the way he wants it. They can say that up there because they're experiencing it. But down here, 
in the lower worlds. Efshar lohem oso. We really can't say this praise, Borak Shem. We're not on the level that we perceive it. Ki ruuim We're not yet worthy of this. Velo Hashem shora aleim and Hashem's name does not rest on us in its fullness because of our barriers and the ra which is here. Right. But she's going to say, that's why we say it softly. Exactly. And the kavod Hashem is not enhanced here in our world. And we know that because we don't see it with our own eyes. We believe it. We have a muna and betachon. Ella, however, Yaakov Avinu, Aloha Shalom. Yaakov Avinu, our, our great patriarch Jacob, Bechir Sheba Avos. Zocha Kavar Lazeh. He was Zocha to this vision. Can you imagine such a person in this world being able to see this in clarity like the Malachim do in Shemaim? See, the Ramchal says Yaakov was Zocha to this. As he was leaving this world, as he was about to die, but he didn't die, Yaakov in it's a different kind of death than we were familiar with. As he was about to leave this world, this became clear to him, meaning he experienced it, not just that he believed it. So what happened there? He had all of his 12 sons around him. That's the Shiv Teka. So what does that mean? He's surrounded by Klal Yisrael. That was Klal Yisrael. He and the Shvatim, that's the Jewish people. So they were all around him. Shalohoyo Bahem Pesul. And at that point, not one of them had a Pesul. Everybody was in the state of Tikkun. Venis Atru B'Yehudo Yisbarach. They all, at that point, had this moment of being crowned with Hashem's Yichud. Sha'amru, and what did they say to him at that time? Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Now even though that Pasuk is written later in the Torah, but our Chachamim teach us, this is what the Shvatim said to Yaakov Avinu. And Shema Yisrael is referring to him, because Yaakov's other name is Yisroel. So they're saying, Shema Yisrael, listen Yisrael, that's him, Yaakov, and it's also Yisrael, the Jewish people. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. So they're proclaiming this state of Yichud, and therefore it's happening because they're saying it. Vo'oz ono hazakein. And then the old man, the zakein, Yaakov Avinu, he answers, Borach Shem Kavod Machuso Lelamboet. That's a chazal. That was his response to his sons when they said that. Borach Shem. And he could say it because he was there. Therefore we find based on who we are and where we are right now we are not worthy of really saying this we don't experience it in a revealed state but we were given a little bit of that experience Mitzido shal Yaakov Avinu alav hashalom because of our Av Yaakov Avinu. Because of him and what he experienced, and he's one of us, 
we have a little bit of that in us. A little bit of Yaakov Avinu's experience is in us. The Svarim HaKadoshim say that the Avos, as a matter of fact, the Shiva rowing the seven shepherds of Israel, Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yosef, David, that they all contributed an ingredient to the Neshama of Kal Yisrael. So their contribution is, is in us. So when Yaakov Avinu experienced that, that became part of the Jewish experience, and it's in us. So we say it, but we say it softly. As Mrs. Diskin said, we say it softly. Except on Yom Kippur, but we say it out loud. So what does that mean, then, that we say it out loud on Yom Kippur? What's happening for us? We experience it. That we are on that day elevated to the, the state of angels, malachim. So we can say, Borashem Kavod Machuso, the Lumbut out loud on Yom Kippur, Kriyashma at nighttime and Kriyashma in the daytime. It's always a great moment when you say that in, in Shul on Yom Kippur. As we will explain later on, Bisiyatadishmaya. The Gemara actually asked this question that why is it that we say and they entertain two sides to the question. They say on the one hand Yaakov Avinu said it referring to that which we just learned. On the other hand Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say it because later on in the Torah in Sefer Devorim where Kriyashma is written it says Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad it does not say in the Torah, It's not in the Torah. So Yaakov said it, Moshe didn't say it. The Chacham say, so what do we do? They say, say it quietly. That's another way to look at this. Say it quietly, so we're satisfying both. Yaakov said it, Moshe didn't say it, so we say it softly. But the Ramchal is saying here that we say it because we have some of the experience of Yaakov Avinu, so we're entitled to say that, but we say it softly, except for on Yom Kippur when it's in full form. Please, yeah, some questions. Um, um, when it says that the Shvatim didn't have a psul, right. you had Shimon and Levi with, with Shem, Bayer, Yehuda, etc. Right. So, there, and, and Yaakov talks about it in, in the Yes, he does. Yes, so he does. There, there are psul. So, I think, that, I think what he means is this. So two things. Well, first of all, those things were all behind them. Right? That had occurred in the past. They're now further ahead, I would assume, in that they are the Shvatim and that they're Tzadikim, that they did Shuva. Then we can make that assumption because the Chachamim say, if you see a Talmud Chacham who does an Avera, today you can be assured by tomorrow that he did Shuva. So this is certainly the, the, the Shiv Teikah. So they... I would assume had done tshuva for that. Then secondly was the greatness of the moment. In that moment, as Yaakov Avinu is about to leave this world, which is a tremendous moment of Kedusha, I think that elevated them. And he says they were all there together they were crowned by Hashem's cover, by His oneness, in that moment, they were in a state of without soul. I think it's both of those two things together. So on the other hand, Moshe Rabbeinu was 
right? Right, so why wouldn't he say that, right? So this is just a thought. I don't know if it's correct. But maybe because he's giving it to us, right? At that point, it's becoming part of the Torah. It's now for Klai Yisrael to say this. And we're, we can't say, Baruch Shem Kavod Mahfuzalam, but really, it's, it's beyond our madrega. So at that point, as it's being given as a mitzvah to us to say twice daily, perhaps it was left out. It wasn't indicative of who we who we were, where we stand. <coughs> yeah, Mr. Sugar, please. Uh, you remember you told us a story of you dancing a couple of Rabbi Yes. And the story he told you? Uh, about them dancing on Yom Kippur, right. Yeah. yeah. So, does this fit, I mean, it, it's a great story. It is a great story. <laughs> yeah. um, this fits into this, no? Yeah, it or does. Completely... No, no, it does. It's a, it's a day of tremendous right. simcha. We relate to it as a, with a lot of yura, because it, there is a lot of yura in Pachad, but it's also a day of tremendous simcha. Hashem is revealing himself. Our Averos are being forgiven. And those two things go together because what the Ramchal said here is the reason we can't usually say this is because there are barriers. We just have too many barriers. Up in Shemayim, there aren't any. So on Yom Kippur, the barriers are gone. And Mechila Slicha Kapara makes a lot of sense that we can therefore experience the Gilui Hayichud on that day. Please, yes. You still have to say it quietly. I wouldn't call it a hate, no. But it's not in accordance with the proper way to say Kriyashma. Because it's not a matter of private, private or public. Even a private person, even if they're a great person, they can't say this. It, does, it doesn't fit who we are yet in this world. Private, public, it's not who we are. Yeah, because we have Tuma, we have rods all mixed into our Olam, so we don't have the, the ability, the right, really, to say that yet, except on Yom Kippur. Yeah, please. Um, there's a little um, pamphlet that was handed out, was in Shul, from the Chafetz Chaim Heritage Foundation, that translates I think that's a very good way to say it. Yes, I thought so too. I like that so translation. Like we were saying majesty as opposed to kingship. I think majesty is a very good word. Yeah. I saw they were little cards like in, like in the shuls. On, they were put that's there by somebody trying to do something good, right? Yeah. They gave it out, I think, at the event. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it's really... I do. That it's a it's a nice way to say recognition of his ma- of his majesty, the glory of his majesty. That's a pretty good translation, conceptually, of what Baruch Shem Kavod means as we're learning it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, please, Regina. Right. 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 God, for God to be our, 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 
They're not choosing. They, they simply are that. They, they're, they're that. Do they get better when they don't? Well, they get better in the sense that it's a moment of even greater revelation for them. Because they live in, in moments of higher and lesser revelation. They don't have any Ra up there, but there's still a concept of more light, even more light, super light. So they have that, but they're not choosing it. That's, that's happening as a result of what we do. Here. Getting their, they're getting the benefit. They get the benefit of it. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. affecting the higher olamos, and they're getting the benefit of it, present tense. Okay. Yeah. This is what they're doing. They're saying, they're saying, this is, they're constantly saying Shir Vishava. That's what their mission is about. That's what their task is about. Everything that they do is really about their recognizing Hashem in their mission. There's no, um, there's no confusion between their mission and the being who puts them to their mission. It's all one. For us, you know, we compartmentalize. I'm doing this because Hashem said so. There's our mission. There's the one who told me to do the mission. So we see that as separate things. But for them, that's all echad. But Hashem is giving them that matter. Yeah. <laughs> They're giving themselves. No, it's from Hashem, but it's being motivated, or I should say um, promoted, by down here, by Maisa HaTachtonim. They don't. They don't change. They don't change. They're constant. They're constant in their way. Now, the only way that you could say they could change is that they have higher and lower moments of, of times of revelation. That's Ratzov Vishov, This word. They run forward. They run backward. They see more. They see less. So that's what they're. For them, that change. But there's nothing intrinsically about them. That's changing. They're in a they're in a constant state. They're omdin. They're referred to as omdin. We're mahalchim. We're holchim, and they're omdin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's hard to vision. They're, 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 they're going, it doesn't seem that they're going anywhere when they get more um, light from Hashem. It just gets brighter. So gets brighter, right? That's a good thing. <laughs> also, they're, they're not us, right? It's just we're, we, we can't put our experience on them. It's a two different, completely different types of creation. Ilana, yeah, please. Why isn't it more like a general bracha, like we say, Hashem Elkinim Why is are these specific words you have to see something to say it out loud? When, when you're saying Shema Yisrael or Brachem? Right. Like to say it out loud. right. But we say similar paraphrased words all the time. Yeah, yeah, we do. And there is a similarity because you have Baruch, right? You have Melech as well. Baruch and Melech. What else do you have? And you have Shame, Kavod. You don't have Shame, but you do have Shame Hashem. Malchus, so you have the Olam Boed. So you have Baruch and Malchus, which are two ingredients in a Bracha. You have to have the Bracha and Malchus and Shame Hashem. So I think it's this that. At that moment, when we say a bracha, 
there is a little bit of this because we're about to do a physical action like eat food or do a mitzvah and we're acknowledging that when we do that Hashem's presence is enhanced. We're about to do a mitzvah. So, so there is that similarity. But in terms of the fullness of experience, that, that is, a, is a result of having just said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Afad. So Baruch Shem follows that. Those two are connected. When we're, when we're saying a bracha, bracha to Hashem, that, that is the experience. It's not coming on the tales of Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Afad. But we're trying to put Hashem's presence or acknowledge Hashem's presence in that physical thing we're about to do. So it's really, it's, it's, a, it's a different experience. There's no proclamation of Yichud Hashem and then the bracha, which is what Shema is. Yeah, Linda, please. So I was, was going to say the same, ask the same thing Alana just asked in terms of worthiness. I mean, because half the things we say in Dalman are not worthy of saying either. Okay. But with your answer, so recently I looked in the Siddur for the first time in 55 years to see the words of Moda'ani. And at the end of Rishis Chachma, you say, Baruch Shem, So that's not in the experience of Shema. Like, if you say it quietly, and why are we worthy to say it there? And what's the deal with that? You don't have to say it quietly. <laughs> and the deal is, it's a different context. It's the same word? It's the same word. You have to say those out loud when you're in bed and not even Right. Class. Yeah, because you're not doing the same thing. When it follows Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad, and there's this moment of miniature Mashiach in the universe, so Boruch Shem Kavod Machuso in that context is about that. We just experienced a Yichud Hashem of tremendous proportions. We're not on the Madrega to really see it, so we say Boruch Shem Kavod Machuso softly. But when we say it in other contexts, it's not following this tremendous state of Gilui Hayichud. It's just so, praise. It's praise to Hashem. Same Pasuk, same idea, but it's not of the same proportion. It's, it's not being pronounced over the Gilui Hayichud, which it is being pronounced in Shema. So it means that, but it's that, that change of context is, makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. That first part of the Siddur is not said by a lot of people. It's said by little children in day school. <laughs> and then as you grow up, you stop saying it. I'm not saying it, so I don't say it. You don't say no. it? No. I say, Mo and I go right into I don't say Matovo Lecha Yaakov every day. I don't say that. Yeah. I could. I could. But those are praises to Hashem. And that's what, that's what I learned in school. But there was a certain point in my davening, wherever that happened, that slipped away. So, yes, it's part of davening, but it's not part in the same way as, let's say, Baruch Sha'amar, Ashrei Yishtaba. They're praises to Hashem. So I don't want to discourage anybody <laughs> from saying those beautiful psukim. And if you say it, Ashreichem, because they're beautiful, I am just saying that a lot of people don't say them at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not sure if that's a good thing, but that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, Amir, please. Um, you know, I think is really, uh, like, quite amazing to me. Like, with Shema, you said there's, like, more, like, brightness in the world, there's more light in the world. Yeah. And here, there's congregations and individuals all over the world saying We're that. saying this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's all, um, especially with the time differences, it's like a constant uh, chorus. Yeah. Constant right. chorus. And everybody does it at a different time. Yeah, and it's and going up into Shemayim. I What you're describing, Mir, I, I have that experience at the end of Yom Kippur. So we're all there in Shul at the end of Ne'ilah, Shema Yisrael, Shem Elokeinu, Borah Shem, three times Hashem Elokeim. So here we're all the Shuls in our community, and then like we're offering up this up to Hashem. Right? And then the next time zone comes along in Shemayim, and then the next city offers up, like for 24 hours around the world, everybody's Ne'ilah is arriving up there in Shemayim, you know, like that one after another. What a beautiful vision of Kla Yisrael. Yes, please, Mrs. Klein. They, they do have their certain tasks to do, but they continue to exist. They don't fade out of existence. They, they become, you might say, part of the collective praise of the universe to Hashem. Yeah, yeah you can create a malach as well in terms of what you do, as Mira is saying. But the ones that are about the ongoing uh, workings of nature in the universe, they say they're sheer, they do their job, and they take their place amongst the tzavah, Mala, yeah. Did you say you could pray to a mala? No, Hashem <laughs> no. I said we create a mala. When we do mitzvahs, we create malachim. Because that's a new force in the universe, a, a force of kedusha in the world that's now here that wasn't here before. Okay, so we can do one more paragraph. Um, I think we finished that one. Yeah, letter Zion. Now that was, you know, Boruch Shem, he, he devotes a lot of time to that. The next part, which is letter Ches, is very concise, as we'll see. The rest of Shema, which means the that paragraph, and then Vayomer. So the rest of the Shema is Hashloma the completion of this matter. And the total picture of Shema has three main principles. Vehein. Kabolas ol machuso. That's accepting Hashem's machus. That's what we learned about the past several weeks. Vahavaso. And love for God. That's in Vyohavta. But he, he includes that as one. Kabolas ol mitzvos. The second one is im shamoa, accepting responsibility for mitzvos. And the third one is uzechiras yitzias mitzrayim, mentioning that Hashem took us out of mitzrayim, because we do have an obligation to mention that each and every day, and that is accomplished by saying that paragraph in Shema. So those are the three topics in Shema. Yes. 
Yeah, sure. So the first one, Kabolas o Malchuso va'ahavaso, accepting the yoke of Hashem's kingdom and love of Hashem. That's one. That's Shema and Ve'ohavta. Kabolas o Mitzvos, that's Vahoya im Shema, accepting the responsibility of doing mitzvos. Uzechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, mentioning our emergence from Mitzrayim, that's the third one, the third paragraph of Shema. So just one second. Haparsha HaRishona, the first paragraph, meaning Vahavtas Hashem Elokecha, you shall love Hashem your God, etc. Bo Yitzkavein Ha'adam. In that paragraph, a person should have in mind to strengthen himself in love of Hashem in all of its modalities, all of its conditions. The Hainu, and that is with all of our heart, with all of our soul, that means even to give our life for Hashem. That has a few meanings. One of the meanings is with all of your possessions, to love Hashem, be willing to give what we have for Hashem and for mitzvahs. Another one is related to the word midah, that with all of our midos, all of our character traits that we are blessed with by Hashem, to love Him in all of those. And another way is that whatever circumstances He places us in, to love Him in those circumstances. Everything he measures out to us to love him in that way. So that's Ahavas Hashem, which touches on you know, all of the main points in our heart, with our life, and in every life situation. The Ahavta. And secondly, to bring down the light of his Kedusha, the Yisbarach, and the yoke of his malchus levanav to our children, and to all of our descendants. Vahainu, as it says, vishinantam levanecha, you shall teach that to your children. So it's, it's fascinating to me that the Ramchal takes this in a very broad way. Vishinantam levanecha doesn't mean only to teach your children Torah. It does mean that, but not only that. But it means to bring down, like he said the line before, to bring down the Kedusha of Omachu Shamayim to our descendants after us, following us. And to fix ourselves up to be improved, bettered by the Torah in all life circumstances. The Hainu, which is included in the Pasuk, when you are sitting in your home, when you're out on the way, when you're standing, when you're sitting. That's meant to include every way that we are and should be affected and infused by Avas Hashem. And then to also improve and better our home with the light of Hashem as it says, you shall write them on your mezuzahs and on your gates. That's referring, of course, to the mitzvah to place the mezuzah in our homes. So the Ramchal treats that you know, pretty briefly, that part. There's an awful lot to say about that. So he really spoke a lot about Shman Borach Shei, much less about here. And we'll see next week, Bezras Hashem, next time, he also devotes a lot of time to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which is coming up in the 
and then the next paragraph of Shema. Did you have a question before I'm here? Please. All right, so we're going to talk about that. Yeah, that's what he devotes the next uh, letter to. Also, I meant to say at the beginning of the class that the shir is dedicated and sponsored in memory of Sheila Katz, Shifra Matul Bas Eliezer, by her husband Stanley. Shemeshav and Aliyah. Okay, good to see everybody. Maybe we have, have a, a great week. All good things. Hey, Dory. Thank you.